Are you using your difference to make a difference? This is the Living Out Podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele, where I talk about social justice issues, LGBTQ rights and equality, and personal growth. And somehow I managed to bring them all together in a jelly of queer thought leadership. A jelly of queer thought. I am not even going to edit that out. I'm going to leave it. Um, if that's a jelly you want to spread on your toast, well, I hope you enjoy every bite. Um, a little bit of humor because I'm feeling special today. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I just started watching and I'm, I guess, three or four episodes in to the just released Netflix series called Special that's available both in Canada and the US that is written and acted in by Ryan O'Connell. And his character is loosely based on his own life by using his own name as well, Ryan. He has mild uh, cerebral palsy, C. Palsy. Can I speak? He has mild cerebral palsy. CP for short, and he's gay, and he's very out, and he's quite in your face. And I can't find the article that um, prompted me to watch the show. I wish I could, but it was a great interview, and he talked about not holding anything back. You know, here he is as a gay man with a disability, and how do you exist in the gay world that seems to prioritize the normate gay and deals with body issues and toxic gay masculinity and all kinds of other iconography, things that I talked about with uh, Jeffrey Yovanove in uh, my podcast on deconstructing the ideal gay male body. But he does this with humor. And humor is always an important shall we call it a destabilizing mechanism or a disruptive tool that allow people to laugh at sometimes the things that they are uncomfortable with to make them feel somehow more secure. It actually, laughter is called apotropaic. Gee, I can't speak today. Laughter is apotropaic. And it's a, a, a word based in ancient Greek. And I believe the story as I was first told it, and I don't know if this is true, I can't find this, but the Spartans or whatever uh, army was walking through with their legions in a valley. And they knew that the opposing army they were going to fight was on the other side of the mountain. And so they started to shout and yell and scream and roar because they knew the echo would sort of bounce inside the walls of the valley and filter over to the other side. And if there were only the 300, like the movie, <clears throat> the opposing army would think there were thousands and would be afraid. And this causes this discomfort um, that lends to this word apotropaic, that we sometimes laugh when something is just truly funny and we're having a wonderful time and we're joyous. And other times... We laugh at what's uncomfortable. We're like, ha, and then maybe we start laughing a little bit more. And that kind of laughter is very freeing and very releasing. So I want to talk about just one episode, the one I just watched, where uh, Ryan O'Connor plays a character by the name of Ryan, and he's playing a character that's a virgin. 
and his best girlfriend from an office where he's interning tells him that, you know, you just, you need to go and just hire a sex worker. He's like, oh, I can't do that. And she says, oh, of course, you know, if, if your plumbing isn't working, you hire a plumber. And if there's something wrong with your drapes, well, you, and then there's the comedy because she says, well, I don't know who to call to fix your drapes. And he basically decides to go ahead and do it. Now he's plays very awkward, very nerdy looking, kind of like thick glasses, where his eyeballs look much larger. And he's got very mild CP. So, you know, a couple of fingers are close together. He walks. It's a little bit unusual, but, you know, he, he manages. So there he is going up the stairs to an apartment somewhere in West Hollywood, L.A., to meet the sex worker. Lovely looking sex worker and makes him feel the sex worker makes Ryan feel really uncomfortable. Sorry. What is wrong with me today? I'm not editing any of this stuff. The sex worker makes Ryan feel really comfortable. And I'm already impressed by this. And I want to preface this before I go further. You might be thinking, well, of course, it's a TV show or it's a movie. It's always going to be like the most perfect outcome. Hear me out. So... Of course, Ryan doesn't want to admit it's his first time. He doesn't want to admit it's his hit that it's his first time getting fucked. And so they proceed. The the sex worker massages Ryan's shoulders a little bit to try and make him feel more comfortable. He's really doing good work to make the client feel good, feel better, feel more at ease. So then he says, Hey, do you want to get fucked? And Ryan says, Yes. So he says, Well, get on your back, lift up your legs. And the sex worker goes and gets a condom and the lube and shows it to him. And he says, you know, can you pull your legs up a little higher? And of course, Ryan is thinking in his head because he's got uh, CP, he's, he's limited in his flexibility. He just says, I'm a little stiff. Sex worker says, can you spread your knees apart? Which he does. And, and then they go at it. And it's really funny and it's really cute. And they're then post-coitus laying side by side on the bed. And Ryan jokingly says, oh, my God, anal sex is insane. It's insane because he's just enjoyed it and wonderful. And the sex worker says, yeah, you were like, he says something like you were a little bit more uh, flexible or mobile than I thought you would be uh, other than a few of my clients who also have CP. And there's just this little awkward moment in Ryan's face where he realizes he's been outed because that's part of the drama in that Ryan is pretending to admit many other people. Well, not pretending he's closeting his CP, his disability because he was only hit a few months ago by a car backing up. So he's using the car and the accident with the car as the reason as the justification for his problems with his movement right now. So in that split second or two seconds, he just says, yeah, I just have a very mild form of CP because he's been outed, so to speak. But the sex worker is kind and is open-hearted and is not even a matter of forgiveness. It's just he's there for the client to make the client feel comfortable. And I mention this because it's such a human moment. It's such a humanitarian moment. And it goes far beyond 
well, he's a sex worker, so he's getting paid to do this. He's supposed to make the client feel good. Be that as it may, of course, there's this aspect to it. I've known many people who are friends, who are friends, who are or have been sex workers. And it's a very different way of being. I've never been a sex worker. I can't speak for sex workers. I don't know if this is true for all. I've noticed some things, though. A consistent characteristic in any sex worker that I've really gotten to know. And when I say that, it's to the best of my ability and only as far as they would let me in. Because it always has felt like there's a little block, like a three-dimensional block, a cube inside of them, right at the very heart of the essence of who they are, that protects the essence of them, that is the most guarded, the most, most safely kept container so that they can work with all kinds of people without judgment, without the need for forgiveness, without arrogance, without prejudice. And it's interesting just to start thinking about this. What does that mean? What does it say about us, just in general, all of us as human beings? And I think back to a friend of mine I met many years ago, and he and I hooked up online, had sex several times, and then I found out he was actually a sex worker. And then sometime later, this is when I was doing personal training. He's like, would you train me at my condo? And I'm like, well, sure. So topics of conversation were always, you know, so <laughs> how's work? Because <laughs> it's fascinating to me. And he would tell me that he did this and this kind of client and this client was asking for this kind of experience. And he was telling me about a particular client who was morbidly obese and wanted him to always piss all over him. And the first thing in my head is like, well, heck, you put down plastic on the sheets because otherwise you'd destroy a $2,000 mattress. Or um, then we got into the conversation about, you know, have you ever said no to someone because you just couldn't or you didn't like the way they looked? Like outside of if you didn't feel safe, that's one thing. But, you know, where does attraction come into this? And however the conversation went, I asked him something and without missing a beat, there was nothing made of it. There was no change in his character. There was no change in his demeanor. He just looked at me and said, Darren, everyone deserves love. And I just took that in. There was, there was no change after that. We, we just kept talking. It was a matter of fact, huh? And how this scene in the Netflix show special was put together was exactly like this. The sex worker treated Ryan with love, which means there was respect, there was kindness, there was empathy, there was understanding. There wasn't sympathy, which is like, oh, are you okay? It was just, here you are. We know what you're here for. We know what you need. You're not getting your needs met. 
And that's why you've come to me for a service that I am able to uniquely provide. And I put this together for a couple of reasons, or this podcast, I mean, because here's Ryan O'Connell as a writer, as an actor, who is using his difference to make a difference in the world. He's bringing together disability and his gayness and making people realize that he isn't a freak, (laughs) that he has something really unique and important and valuable to bring to the world. And in this particular episode of the show, the importance of sex workers, the importance of all people, of all humanity to bring their individual gifts, their uniqueness, their difference to the world to make a difference in the lives of other people. So, myself included, before we go ahead and judge others, go stand in the bathroom and look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I judging this person? If you don't know the answer immediately, ask yourself, what am I judging about myself? in this moment, because that's where it's coming from. There's something in you that is blocking you from allowing this other person to exist as who they are. Now, in this past week, I've had a lot of challenges online, challenges I've chosen to involve myself in with respect to Citizens Go Canada, uh, super fundamentalist religious right-wing group that's all in a tizzy that the Canadian Mint is uh, printing and next week, I believe, releasing a coin, a loony to celebrate um, 1969 and certain freedoms and rights for LGBTQ people. Um, That's just a, a mess for so many different levels and you know, dealing with some of these wingnuts on Twitter. I'm being a little bit pushy, a little bit provocative, but I'm not name-calling. I'm trying to call them out. But I think they're all past the point of logic. I only mention that because watching special is special. Watching special in this particular episode just reminded me that there is humanity everywhere for us to see it if we choose to see it. So what is your gift? If you're gay, if you're lesbian, if you're trans. And what skill do you have? What's your passion? What sets you apart that makes you so different? You're a writer, an actor, Is the way in which you deal with something in law? Are you a whiz in finance? Are you an artist, a photographer? Are you a sex worker? We all exist in this world in an attempt to try and exist together as inharmoniously, harmonically... (laughs) I just made that shit word up. 
it's difficult. But I'll leave you with keep your eye open, keep your heart open to seeing someone's difference as their unique contribution to the world. The hardest perspective to remain heart open to will be those people who seem the most prejudiced. That's what I'm trying to figure out for myself, is how to respond to um, incidents like that. There will be a point where you just can't go any farther, because in all honesty, I think some people's minds are so long indoctrinated by a particular dogma that it requires far more aggressive psychological therapy to get people out of those um, mental thought patterns, and it's beyond my scope and ability. But I think the more we recognize our uniqueness and our difference and make a difference in the world, the more we make that present, the the more we make that seen. And the more that we're seen, while there may be some pushback, it's simply an invitation. It's an invitation for other people to pay attention. It's an invitation for other people to ask questions. It's an invitation for people who realize they're ignorant to say, I don't understand this. Can you tell me more? So if you haven't started watching it, take out a membership or open up your app and go find special on Netflix. And guess what? This was an entirely free promo because I didn't get paid to tell you about this, but it's so good. You have to go see it. And I would love to hear your feedback in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoy the Living Out podcast and you're listening on iTunes or somewhere else, please, on your app, you know, scroll down to where you where you see the section. You can give me a five-star rating. Please write me a review. And if you have any questions, just go to my website or the show notes at darrensteel.com and ask me a question. I'd be happy to do my best to try and help you out. Or if you have an idea for the show, something you'd like for me to talk about, I'd be willing to consider that as well. As always, live out and live proud. Thank you.